Welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you so much for checking out these shows we have here. 260 plus of these amazing shows. Most incredible guests I have been able to learn from. Parents, teachers, and clinicians, again, thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing Beyond Risk and Back with other family members and friends who are going through what you're going through with your struggling teenager and children. I I think I've made it pretty clear through the years of doing the show that I am extremely ADHD and have found ways to turn my ADHD tendencies into my superpower. And where I've been able to promote that concept the most is with a man named Bob Dietrich, and he runs summit after summit after summit, bringing in the top experts of ADHD from all over the world to talk to parents. Hundreds and thousands of parents have listened to this guy, have utilized this guy's work. I have known him for many years. He is our guest on today's show. I know you are going to benefit from Bob's wisdom and what he does at BrainWorks. Bob Dietrich, thank you so much for once again being on the air and taking time with me. I appreciate you so much, man. Darren, you are too kind. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I do, I do want to say that I love being in this space of ADHD. And there are bigger, better experts than me, people with way more knowledge. And I am so lucky because I get to do these summits and bring these people together. So, you know, full transparency. I just want to let people know that I have become an expert as a result of interviewing so many people and getting so much knowledge and day on a daily basis i'm getting this information it's a crash course master's degree of of adhd if you will but at the same time it's not me i, I really love bringing in people like yourself who live and now i've lived it right but you guys are living it daily you're walking different versions of it. I get to bring these stories in and really allow parents to pick out what is the right solution for me uh, as they work through this ocean of information that we have out there today. This actually prompts my first question, Bob, because I'm reminded of a quote where uh, it says, the teacher learns twice. And I love that because everything I know about working with families in crisis and teaching parents and teaching parenting coaches allows me to keep learning from the experts like you. I surround myself with the smart people. I'm okay being the dumbest person in the room. But my first question for you about people with ADHD, is this idea of learning while teaching? I feel excited when I learn something new. I watch a video on Facebook and then I turn around and teach it, even though I've only watched a half hour video on it. But after I teach it, I feel like I now understand it. Like that's how I learn is by teaching. Is that fair to say that that's how ADHD people learn? I think that's how everybody learns. You know, when you think about it, we learn by neurons in our brain moving together and connecting. Once they connect, we've got a neural pathway in there. And that neural pathway, it's like, it's like that, you and I talked about this, like that grass field where, where there's a, this brown path where the grass is no longer growing because people walk that path every day, right? And 
Um, and our neural pathways are like that too. The more we use those neural pathways, the more burned in our brain that they get and more connected they get, the thicker, stronger, more permanent they become. And so I think everybody learns that way by first learning it and then teaching it or saying it out loud. You've seen the teacher go, hey, uh, what did I just say? Repeat back to me what I just said. So I understand that you got it right because what you heard may not be the real version. And so once you can repeat what was said, then you've got it. You've 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 got that first ver- that that very thinly connected neural pathway. Then you repeat it again and again and again, and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger until you've learned it. I think that's how people in general learn. Let's jump back to the to the basics, the one hundred and one, the layman's conversation, uh, so that parents who hear and maybe their child has a diagnosis or they're worried if their child is undiagnosed with ADHD, what is it based on your understanding of this thing geez it's a scientific question it's a philosophical question it's uh, it's all sorts of different ways you can go with that question here's how i'll answer it though is adhd is not something you can put your arm out and say here give me take some blood give a blood sample and show me if i have adhd or not it's not like that it's a series of check boxes that somebody has created that tell you if you have ADHD or not, right? Now they can do some brain maps and they can get some ideas, but we haven't got to where brain maps are the diagnosis. It's a series of checkboxes, questions and answers and behaviors, right? And what's interesting about that is that if you get say nine, you get to like, you have to have 10, let's say, you know, pretend random number. You have to have 10 before you're diagnosed with ADHD. And if you get nine, you're not diagnosed. Well, does that mean you still, you don't have problems? No, you still have challenges. You just don't have a diagnosis. So now you're not going to get the benefits of, of an ADHD or, um, and maybe you have 20 instead of 10. And so you have severe ADHD. Well, what does all that mean? It just means that you're struggling neurologically and that you still have the challenges that you have, right? You're still struggling with something. So why not look for answers to those solutions as opposed to just you know, just regular ADHD solutions. So, and let me, let me explain what I mean by that. When I look at ADHD, I look at people who take medication. Some medication works for people and that's great, right? That's fine. But what is at the root of ADHD? What is at the root of it? And what we have found is that at the root is, is, is neural connections. This may not explain everything about ADHD, but this is a big, huge part of it because most people struggle with anxiety, right? Anxiety, and lack of focus. Those are the one-two punch of ADHD. So what's up with anxiety? What we found is that the PONS, the P-O-N-S, at the top of the brainstem, right in the middle of your brain, if it doesn't have the proper neural connections, right? If it doesn't have the proper neural connections, it cannot operate properly. So what does the PONS, PONS do? We call it the fight or flight regulator. That means it will regulate your fight or flight. So if the PONS is working correctly, if somebody's attacking you, the PONS will sense there's an attack going on, instantly you'll go into fight or flight. Now, what does fight or flight mean? We keep going a layer deeper, right? What does fight or flight mean? Fight or flight means that the blood flow leaves your gut area and goes into your arms and legs temporarily so you can fight off that threat or you can run and save your family, whatever you're going to do, but you're stronger and more physically able to do it because your blood flow is now in those parts of your body. It also shifts from your brain, from your frontal cortex to the back of your brain right? That's fight or flight. What does it mean when you lose blood flow to your cortex? Well, that's a logical, reasonable, rational, conscious, creative thinking mind. If you're not logical, reasonable, rational, conscious, or creative in any 
part of your day and you lose blood flow to your cortex and, and you're no longer that, you're going to have struggles. You're going to have struggles with focus. You're going to have struggles with decision making, all sorts of different things. Blood flow goes to the back of the brain. Back of the brain is reactive. Now you're in reaction mode, right? You're reacting to the situation because all the blood flow is high, is in the back of the brain, reactive mode, right? So lots of blood flow to the arms and legs, lots of blood flow to react to the uh, to the back of the brain and to the arms and legs. That's in a fight or flight situation where you're under attack. Neurotypical persons under attack, their pawns will detect that. If you have an ADHD person, their pawns may not be fully connected or may not be connected properly. And what happens in those situations is they go, oh, attack, 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 attack. It's like, wait a sec, there's nobody attacking me. I just got a letter from the IRS. Or mom just said it's time for school. Or or dad just said it's time to take a shower. Or the teacher said, hey, there's a pop quiz. Those aren't life-threatening attacks. You should not be going into fight or flight for those. But because our pawns isn't connected properly, we go into fight or flight. And when we go into fight or flight, what happens again? Blood flow leaves our gut area. Well, if we're in fight or flight most of the day, we might have digestive issues, right? A lot of ADHDers have digestive issues. If the blood flow leaves our cortex and it goes to the back of the brain, we're going to be super reactive and we're not going to be thinking straight. We're not going to be losing our logical, reasonable, rational mind. We're going to be very triggered easily. And it's going to send us into these states of either fighting or retreating. And that's that to me, and it sums up um, ADHD in a nutshell. If we got rid of that part of us, uh, you know, we, we were able to regulate that fight or flight, what, how different would our life be? And that's where I think a lot of people overlook um, uh, the fight or flight aspects of ADHD. And that's where we, you know, brain works, we focus a lot on developing that bonds so we can overcome those challenges. Long answer. A short question, I know. <laughs> it's fascinating because a couple things come up. Number one, it makes me want to ask, and I feel like I know the answer, but I'm asking because I'm not sure. Can ADHD be the result of adverse childhood experiences that plunge you into fight or flight? Or is this a genetic, you're born with it, here's your rubber stamp you got to carry for the rest of your life experience? You know what? It's interesting because it's hard to get a straight answer on that. You know, on one side of the coin, you have Gabor Mate talking about trauma and trauma is ADHD. It's like, that's the, you know, he's saying all ADHD is trauma, right? On the other side of the coin, you have scientists saying, well, wait a second. You know, there's gene genetic traits to ADHD and other scientists will say there's not. And so who do you believe in and where do you go with that information? What we do know is that when you look at trauma, and, and the results of trauma that they very much look like ADHD, right? You, the check boxes are very similar. And the, so the symptoms are very similar. And sometimes the natural treatments I know are similar. Uh, I don't know if the medical treatments are or not. I don't know if they'll give you Adderall for trauma. Um, I don't know if it'll help, right? And maybe it doesn't. So, so you'll have to research that yourself. I do know that the natural solutions are the same because I know with trauma, what tends to happen is the pawns gets scrambled it gets it's gets disconnected it's almost like a motherboard that got a surge of energy and got short-circuited now the motherboard doesn't work the thing with the motherboard is you can't go and recircuit the motherboard you have to throw it away and get a new motherboard right with the brain you can't throw it away and get a new one you have to reboot it reconnect it and how do you reconnect it well you go back to the basics the pawns is developed in the first year of life and so if you can mimic the movements that you did in the first year of life you can actually 
trigger the neurons in the brain to make new neural connections. And this has been shown in people who have had strokes, where they have actually literally have brain damage in part of their brain, and the, the, the brain has actually rewired itself around the damaged parts to make new neural connections. And my brother had that. The doc- I was literally talking to the, the doctor of my brother before he passed away, and he said, yeah, he, he, I think he had a mini stroke a couple of years ago, and the, the brain actually must have kind of, because he overcame it, must have kind of wired itself together. And it was pretty fascinating. So long story short is that the brain is fascinating. I don't know that we'll ever fully understand it. But what we do understand is that it does have feeling qualities that it can heal itself if put in the right conditions, just like a broken arm can heal itself and put in the right conditions. uh, So can your brain. Because so many parents who listen to this show, either dealing with ADHD themselves or, you know, loving their children who are dealing with it. I want to ask about two things. And, And the second thing being this rewiring thing that, you know, this, this company you co-founded Brainworks works so closely with and the skills around that because for years in satelliting you and your expertise i've watched you talk about it i've heard other people talk about it there's research behind it has such a an amazing effect but before we start talking about brain works and why what you're doing works i want to talk about medication because you brought up adderall i was a ritalin kid i i hated it i don't know if i would have ever made out of high school without it so I have very mixed experiences and feelings about uh, being a medicated ADHD child. I, I felt it contributed to my desire for drug use. But again, I don't know if I would have made it to become old enough to get sober had it not been for Ritalin. And I've interviewed people who are very clear that this is this is something that you need. It's something you've got to stay, stay on to maintain and, and, and create a maintenance program around your ADHD. And I have talked to people who simply say the medication is a lie. ADHD is over. It's a scam. Move on. I've interviewed the spectrum. So I'm curious about Bob's perspective. Here's Bob's perspective. Is that, listen, everybody's different. I honor the parents who say my child should have medication as as just as much equally as I honor the parents that say, I don't want my child on medication. Guess what? We're doing the best we can and we don't know the answers and neither do the doctors, right? And so if we all knew the answers, we would be doing, the, this wouldn't be an issue, but we don't. And so let's let's stop the shame. Let's stop the guilt. Let's stop the guilt trips that we put on each other and let's just approach this in a way that we uh, can provide more support for our child. What Here's what I will say to the parents, though, uh, with regards to this, is that you and I were talking about this just the other day about, you know, are the parents the problem? Uh, and some sometimes they are because, and for this reason, and I'm not saying the parents are the, really the problem. The parents are actually the solution to this this issue of ADHD. But how they can sometimes become the problem is they get so stressed out themselves and they don't take care of themselves. And so as a result of not taking care of themselves, they're not present and available for their children. And I know, you know what, it's harder said, easier said than done. So so forgive me for making it sound so simplistic as that. But I, I do want to inspire you parents, take care of yourselves. Because if you can be calm, and you can embody a calm parent, your child, their energy will co-regulate to yours. And as a result of co-regulating to yours, they will become calmer. They will learn to be calm. They will learn the art of self-regulation, emotional regulation. And so it's so important for the parent to lead and not allow the child to lead 
the energy and the emotional regulation of, of the, the relationship, the parent-child relationship. That is the first place you can start. At brabapp.com, parents, I have posted a parenting masterclass. Before you fast forward through this commercial, give me a chance, because I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it blunt. This is a Telly award-winning parenting masterclass. The content is everything I have ever taught a parent in the past 20 years of working with parents in crisis. There are three components to the course. 56 classes in three components. The red, the beyond risk, the crisis children. Yellow, the at-risk children. And green, when things are going well, how do we get them to go great or keep them going well? It's everything I've ever taught a parent in 20 years of working with families. But here's the deal. It's $99. I want every parent to be able to have access to this course. So please go to brabapp.com, B-R-A-B for Beyond Risk and Back, brabapp.com, B-R-A-B-A-P-P.com. Check it out for yourself. You were, you were literally talking about something that we, we discuss constantly with parents on the show. The strongest nervous system wins. And when we say the strongest nervous system wins, parents, I want to, I want to, I want to say again for the umpteenth time, I didn't say healthiest. I said strongest. This is why an ADHD child can run a household. This is why a toddler, a toddler can shut down a supermarket with a tantrum because it's the strongest nervous system in the room. And if everybody's going, oh God, that poor parent, and the parent's going, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And the kid's going, I want Fruit Loops. Then this kid's got the strongest nervous system. And you're right. This is the hard part for the parents. It's easier said than done when you are in the middle of the firefight with your own child and they've done something compulsive, impulsive, reactive. They are non-responsive. They can't remember the, what they were supposed to do from yesterday. You're getting a call from the school again. You have had it up to here. And then Bob and Aaron are saying, the strongest nervous system wins. And it's like, okay. So let's talk about the solutions. If meds are... Yeah, before we go there, I want to make one more point. So we talked about the parents being the model, right? Let's, let's take that one layer deeper, right? Why is it are we so stressed? Why is it we're so stressed? Not only are we co-regulating to our child's nervous system instead of them co-regulating to us, but also the feelings underneath the situation right? The feelings underneath the situation. Let me give you an example. Little girl's playing house, right? She's playing house. She wants to be the mommy. She has her little doll. She's the baby and whatever, right? Does the baby have ADHD is my question. And the answer is absolutely not, right? No, because because little girls don't think about that. They don't dream about that. That's not part of the fantasy of, of the family. So when you get there and you have a child with special needs, not only are you not equipped, you're not trained for it, but you're not expecting it and you don't want it. This is not something, this is not part of the fantasy. And so you're thrown into this other, this other reality that is different than what you expected. And so you literally have to learn to shape your mind around what you do have now, love and embrace that. And then that is the answer to pulling yourself through um, the other side, because 
there's so much shame around this, right? It's really, there's so much shame of, of, of from the parents, like, oh, I have a child who's special need. You know what? Yeah. And, and we weren't expecting it. And it's, it's a growing uh, population. And you have a, an amazing child with a fast thinking brain. Here's, here's my, my equivalent. I love this analogy. When Superman's mother, right, his earthly mother, right, found, found him, and Superman's lifting up the bus to save the bus and all this other stuff. She gets him home. It's like, Clark, you can't do that in public because people don't get it, right? And so it's it's kind of like that. It's like our, our, our children have a Robin Williams brain, right? We all know what Robin Williams brain means, right? It's like nurture that, understand that. You have to parent differently than you ever thought you would but you're going to have a gem at the other end if you do it, if you if you embrace that. And that's what I, and I get goosebumps thinking about. It. If you can come up from that that mindset versus the, oh my gosh, I don't want this. this is not what I want. I don't know how to do it. Come from it like, I've got the Superman. I got the Robin Williams brain. If I nurture it, this is what I'm going to have as a result. You know, it felt as a kid like the world was telling me I had a death sentence. It was addiction, jails, institutions, and death because I was ADHD. And then by the grace of all the gods, I make it to adulthood. And suddenly I'm told that all these CEOs and Fortune 500 CEOs have ADHD. And I sit on the flip side of the of going, so which was it? And why did I get pigeonholed in the poor Aaron? Versus the Aaron's got ADHD. Oh, badass. Awesome. Well, look, I'll keep watching him because he's gonna like, like it's where, and maybe it was just the, the, that time in the eighties, or maybe it was, we didn't know to, to look at this from a strength based position. If we say to the child, Oh, you, you're ADHD. Oh, versus oh you're dealing with ADHD man you get you're going to turn some of those things into superpowers and you're unstoppable kid what do they do i have a i have a 9 year old who's an ADHD little girl and in our first session in our very first session she was talking to me i said what's the worst thing about school and she goes the quiet room i said how often are you in the quiet room she's like three times a week and i said do you know when you're going to go to the quiet room she goes oh yeah and I said, how do you know when the quiet room's coming? And she goes, the teacher makes this face. And I, she made up, she made a funny face, but that wasn't the point. The point was this nine-year-old can read body language. That's how aware this nine-year-old is of their surroundings. So immediately we sat down with YouTube and started watching videos on body language and how to read body language. And the school's like, oh, my friend does that. Oh, my dad does that. Oh, that's what my mom does. That was her superpower, her hypervigilance that's causing her anxiety and stress and fear and frustration. And knowing that she is destined for the quiet room is now all of a sudden, I can read the person and they haven't said a word. Mom, that guy is freaking out. She's like, which guy? That's a superpower, depending on which way you face the kid. So now this is the rewiring thing that your work blows me away with, Bob, is that this is the brainworks thing, is that you guys don't, I don't see brainworks treating ADHD like a problem. I see you treating the current brain structure. Well, well I'm going to stop. You, you talk about it because brainworks, you're inside their head, but you're doing it through the body. 
Yeah. You know, Alma gives such a beautiful example of it. Alma's the founder of BrainWorks and she gives such a beautiful example. She says, listen, when my, I had two doctors, she says, I have two, I had two doctors tell me to, that, to put my oldest son in an institution at two years old and move on with my life because I would never be able to handle it. Right. And, and she said, no, I'm not going to do that. I know in my heart that there is a solution. I just know that there's a solution out there and I'm going to find it. And that's the, that's the, um, the perseverance that it takes to, to run a, a household with ADHD. I know in my heart that this is going to be a, a beautiful situation. He's going to grow up to be an, or she's going to grow up to be an amazing person. And I know I can make it through this and I'm going to make sure that my child has the best, regardless of what my past thoughts were about the situation. And so as a result, what BrainWorks is, is a group of parents that work together. And we have, we have a parent program, we have an adult program, right? So, so either way, they're parents, either they're parenting their child or they're parenting their inner child, right? So either way, we're working together to, to, to parent and we're parenting, um, uh, from a place of, of love, removing the shame, open, open communication and establishing our own emotional regulation so we can model that for our child. And that to me is one of the most powerful things you can do. Um, that's the, that's the biggest, bestest thing you can do as a parent, uh, raising a child with ADHD is work on yourself to get yourself to the point where you are the example for them, because they will remember you got a kid going a, sometimes a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction. All you have to do is turn that ship around and move them in the right direction. And, and you got a kid going a thousand miles an hour in the right direction. I heard, learned that from Thomas Wilhite. And, and he said, listen, I would rather have a person going a thousand miles in, in the wrong direction. Give me that person because when I turn that person around, watch out, right? You got a person that's not moving at all. Those are the hard people to work with, right? So yeah, you've got a child who's, who's often highly motivated. How do we get them how do we get them moving in the right direction? And sometimes they don't seem motivated, except for when they're on their video games or except for when they're doing something, we'll find that passion. And when you find that passion, you get them going in the right direction, watch out. And that's the why you're doing so well as an adult. You found your passion as an adult, right? Finding their passion is, is, is really one of the keys to getting them in the right direction. And of course, you know, doing the things that you can, um, some of the things we do are natural, but some people might want medication. It's like you get into that conversation, do what you feel is right and move on, right? Let's let's get rid of the shame of, of the decisions. Let's get rid of the shame of the situation and let's embrace it and move on to that higher level, knowing that we have, you know, we have a, the Robin Williams brain on the other side, the, the diamond on the other side. Is there ever like a half-baked point where you're just like, is it too late for my kid? They're already they're already in the oven on this compulsive thousand miles in the wrong direction. Can you start the 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 brain change? Does the ADHD brain have the same type of neuroplasticity that other brains do? Is it ever too late for a parent whose kid is ADHD and has already been wreaking havoc on their own system and other people's? Yeah, well, your brain is always changing, right? Throughout your throughout childhood, your brain changes. Sometimes a neural pruning happens during like teen years and things like that. So all sorts of different changes are happening throughout the year. So I've I talked to a lady the other day. She said, "You want to get the child before they're seven years old." And I have seen 
people who are teenagers change. I have seen people who are adults in their late 60s and 70s change. So the answer to your question is absolutely. People can change at, at any age. Now, this lady was, wasn't saying that people can't change after seven. She was saying, listen, let's raise the awareness so we are treating everybody um, and, and getting everybody screened before they're seven. So we don't have, you know, we can solve this problem on an early age, right? That's what her mission was. But the answer to your question is you can train the brain at any age. If you can learn, that means you have neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity means simply that the brain is changing. Neurons are connecting. You are, you are able to grasp and new, learn new things and grow the brain. You can rewire your brain. You can rewire the pawns at any time. So you can have fight or flight regulation. You can rewire any neuro uh, belief that you have, any belief that you have about who you are and what you do. And, you know, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? These beliefs that you have in your head that your child has in your head can very much be rewired fairly easily as you do different exercises that we do in our program. They actually ignite the, the neurons in the brain to start to move together. Right, we have video showing you how these these neurons move together and connect. And once they connect, they form a new neural pathway. We anchor those new beliefs to those new neural pathways, much like you would with something like NLP. What a great positive way to use something like this to say, "Hey, I am enough. I am smart. I am capable. I am able. I am lovable." Right? Um, I've seen so many parents that have children who are foster kids or or adopted kids. They don't know what happened in their past, right? They, they, they don't, they got them at two years old or one year old. And they're not sure what happened in their first year of life. And, but they can see the results of it, of, of their abandonment, the detachment from, from parents, but also the, um, the lack of development, the lack of nurturing in that first year. And so we take them, we say, we say, let's, let's recreate that first year of life through movement. So the brain can connect and reset itself. And so they can have that fight or flight regulation. And so it's fascinating what we can do with, um, with children, but it's even more fascinating what we do with adults because when adults have ADHD and they've been living with it for so long, and then after a couple of months of doing our program, they come in and they say, um, we'll, this will be common. We had this one lady just the other day saying, listen, I was, I've been able to finish my book, right? I haven't, I've been on this book for years. I've finally been able to finish my book after two months of being in this program because I've been able to sit down and focus and move through it, whereas before I couldn't move through it. So it really is a game changer when you can get blood flow back to your cortex and you can focus and start to get yourself back in the driver's seat, really experience that bigger side of yourself that you always knew was there, but you haven't really been able to harness. Let's talk about your summits real quick, because not only do you have one coming up, but what I want parents to understand right away is that they're free. And one of the reasons why I dig so much being around, you know, your your planet and satellite, your planet, as I was saying, we're like comets that every now and then we come back into each other's orbit, is that you have provided so much free support for parents and adults, uh, parents of children who with ADHD, for parents who are adults with ADHD, for entrepreneurs with ADHD. I've been so fortunate to, to be a guest on so many of these summits, but here you have some of the biggest names in the ADHD industry. And 
they're they're free. They show up to your summits. They get they give half hour to an hour presentation, and like it's in, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, the, the the people I've got to listen to just by being a guest on your summit. So let's talk about the next one because it's the the next one's specific for parents, and then after that you've got one for a, adults coming up. So talk about the summits. Okay, so on October tenth, twenty twenty three, from nine a.m. Pacific to 5 p.m. Pacific, we will have 16 interviews of top experts in ADHD. And at that time, we're going to talk about everything from screen addiction to executive function, right? And everything in between. And you're going to learn for free through these free interviews a little bit about ADHD, about where your child is. Some will pertain to you, some may not, but you'll have all of these inf- uh, these interviews um, during that time. We uh, All of it's free. We do a free replay. If you want lifetime access, it's only 27 bucks, which, which basically helps us cover our costs. So uh, we, we do it at a very low, low price point uh, if you do want lifetime access. And I think they're valuable, especially uh, if you want to have this information in your hip pocket and watch it over you know, a couple of weeks instead of a, you know, uh, a couple of days. So that's what the summit is for parents, the ADHD toolbox for parents and the ADHD toolbox for adults. Same thing. It's focused more on adults, though. More adult issues like anxiety, focus issues. They also have executive function. Sounds similar, right? But they deal with relationships. They deal with, they don't deal necessarily with screen addiction, but they deal with other addictions. Uh, they, de- they deal with entrepreneurship and jobs and holding a job and things like that. So we'll be talking about the adult issues around ADHD and how to overcome those too. So if you're an adult with ADHD, and you might be, you might be a parent with ADHD who has a child with ADHD. Does that sound familiar, Aaron? <laughs> and so, so you might have, you might be both. And so both, both of these would apply to you and you can you know, watch both of them for free, and um, and and uh, here's what I'll do: is if you if you are both, like I just mentioned, um, and you wind up going to both, um, contact me, and I will make sure that you get both for the price of one. So I'll give you both summits for the price of one. Although they're free, if you want lifetime access, you can have both for the price of one. Just get a hold of me, and I'll make sure that happens. We'll, we'll, we'll put the link to register for the summits here in our show notes so that uh, people can start registering for your programs right now. Uh, it's easy. TheADHDToolbox.com. That's it. TheADHDToolbox.com. And is that where parents should go no matter what and they want to just follow up with you is TheADHDToolbox.com? Is that the prime spot? Um, you can you can find me at Bob at TheADHDToolbox.com. And I, uh, you'll, you can email me and I can get you more information. If you want more information about BrainWorks, send me a quick email. I will send you a link to our free workshops and our website so you can learn more information about it and see what we really do. And again, if you're on medication, we don't we don't judge on medication. We we are here to support you regardless of your choice of, of how to raise your children. We know that you're doing the best you can and we're here with open arms to support you in whatever direction you want to go. We have time and time again seen children who are on medication come to us and want want the natural solutions as well. And so we work with both of situations. Sometimes parents don't want medication at all. So they'll come to us for that situation. Sometimes they come and say, listen, we want to eventually get off medication and we work toward that end as well. Now we won't, we'll have them work with their doctor to wean them off of it, but we can certainly start to move toward that goal if that's what you want to do. So whatever the case may be, uh, I think you'll find BrainWorks a uh, refreshing and uh, natural 
way to approach ADHD um, that really gets it at the root of the problem. Let me give you this example. If you go into a coaching situation or a, uh, a situation where you're going into, say, you have an autistic kid and they're going into ABA um, and ABA is not working or speech therapy is not working, they're not getting the results that you're looking for. What's often happening is the brain doesn't have the neural connections to be ready to absorb this information yet. So the brain's not ready yet. And so that's when we really would like to see you because that means that you need some brain development work done before you go to those those types of therapies and those types of um, programs. Once you do brain works, you may not need it again, but if you do, the brain will be more prepared to get the results that you're looking for. So there you go. That's that's Brainworks. And we got so much more that we can share with you about the pawns and the midbrain and how they all work together to create, um, you know, to create a solution for your child and your family. I'd like to thank my guest, Bob Dietrich. Go to the ADHDtoolbox.com. You can email him directly at bob at the ADHDtoolbox.com. Get in touch with this guy, follows what he's doing. Register for these summits, you guys. Not only has yours truly been a guest, but I am blown away by the other people who have been guests on his summits. They are, they're really something and they last all day. Listen to them in your car, get the replay, share them. Bob's work is amazing. I've watched this man and, and brain works grow for years get in touch with him if you think or if you know you're dealing with ADHD in your life. I want to say that being not only a child with pretty severe ADHD, an adult with severe ADHD, what Bob said about a thousand miles an hour in a direction uh, is so very true. I was telling my wife about an experience today that I had where in a in a short time, I was analyzing the differences between Nevada and Utah law about independent contractors and non-competition clauses in an IC contract versus NDAs. In the next hour, I was doing a creative meeting, designing ranking systems for a fun fantasy video game. And in the next conversation, I was not coaching one of my employees who's going through a struggle with another one of their employees and felt completely fulfilled because the the fast pace of my day the changing constantly of everything that was going on fits for me i listen to heavy metal music i want things loud and fast and rhythmic and and i can still be financially successful i can still be okay i can still be in a happy marriage i can be sober i can be a father and soon to be a grandfather don't point them towards failure point them towards success and that means you have to see it for them until they can see it for themselves so as i get into my normal thank yous for my show i want to thank my mom and dad for making sure that i was always looking towards solving my own problems that's the best thing they did for me is keep handing me my problems back. And I figured it out because they trusted me too. And also always, I wanna thank Deepin Productions for engineering the show, making it sound good. I wanna thank my guest, Bob Dietrich for his just amazing work. I'm so fond of this guy and his team. Check him out at theadhdtoolbox.com. Parents, take care of yourselves first, your adult relationships second, and your children third. That's how you're going to do your best work with your children. I'll see you next time on Beyond Risk and Back.